Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, I'm talking about attachment styles and relationships. Attachment styles and relationships. Attachment styles are developed in infancy, and they're created by the bonding experience of a mother or caregiver with their infant. According to psychiatrist and psychoanalyst John Bowberry, a child's early relationship with their caregiver forms the way the child will approach social interactions and relationships throughout life. His theory was that children's tendency to emotionally attach to their caregivers and to become distressed and seek them out in their absence was an adaptive evolutionary trait something that allowed children to survive by clinging to an attachment figure who provided support, protection, and care when they were too young to care for themselves. When a baby is born, the first social bond they encounter is with their caregivers. In most cases, this is the parents. This is when a child's brain starts to form a perception of social interactions. If the environment is warm and fuzzy, caring and nurturing, the child will develop a secure attachment. I say this all the time to clients. Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their environment and the messages they learn from their parents or caregivers. Emotional attachment is gained through cuddling and the feelings of security that infants get from their caregiver. In the 1950s, Harry Harlow, conducted an experiment on love and relationships between parents and children, specifically monkey parents and children. His work showed that motherly love was emotional rather than physiological and that the capacity for attachment is heavily dependent on experiences in early childhood and that this capacity was unlike any others and that it should doesn't change much thereafter. There are four different attachment styles that I want to explain to you today. And they are as follows. The first one is secure attachment. Secure attachments, the infants in this style may show distress when separated from their parents, but they tend to seek and find comfort very easily. So for example, when you leave a baby with a sitter, they may cry momentarily, but they are easily comforted once the sitter picks them up. Anxious attachment. These infants experience greater distress upon separation from parents and upon reuniting with parents seem to seek comfort and at the same time want to punish their parents. Avoidant attachment. Infants in this category show no stress or minimal stress upon separation from their parents and they either ignored their parents upon their return or actively avoided their parents. To me, these are the kids and adults who still seem to want to punish their parents by ignoring them and or they will ignore 
a partner if they get upset in a relationship. So think about your relationship and your attachment style. And last one is disorganized. And this one was actually developed much later. Disorganized refers to children who have no predictable pattern of attachment behavior. Children with a disorganized attachment style usually fail to develop an organized strategy for coping with separation and distress, and they tend to display aggression, disruptive behaviors, and social isolation. They are more likely to see others as threats rather than sources of support, which may switch between social withdrawal and defensively aggressive behavior. And this is according to Kennedy and Kennedy. Now, how are attachment styles manifested in relationships? Because after all, this podcast is about relationships and helping you heal those relationships. Therefore, let's look at the four types of attachment. These attachment types should be considered a way to describe or understand an individual's behavior rather than an exact description of someone's personality. Based on a person's attachment style, the way he or she approaches intimate relationships, marriage, and parenting can vary widely. Secure attachment. Now we're talking about adult relationships. These adults have the ability to form secure, loving relationships with others. They can securely attach to another person. They can trust others and be trusted to love and accept love and get close to others with relative ease. They are not afraid of intimacy, nor do they feel panicked when their partners need time or space away from them. They are able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent. And this is probably one of the more healthy ways of attachment. About 56% of adults have a secure attachment type according to foundational attachment research by social psychologists Cindy Hazen and Philip Shaver. And what they found is that the secure attachment is the most healthy relationship attachment style. Now, anxious attachment. These adults form less secure bonds with their partners and they feel that they must complete them or fix their problems. They long for security and safety in their relationships, but they behave in ways that push their partners away. For example, this behavior is often manifested in jealousy, in being clingy, in being demanding, or getting easily upset by minor things. Anxious attachment is associated with neediness, such as getting very anxious when your partner doesn't text back fast enough and constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care about you. About 19% of adults have this attachment style and it's basically rooted in the fear of abandonment. So sometimes I see um, ladies in therapy and they'll say um, that they get anxious when people don't respond quickly to their messages. Um, They don't get a call back the same day as something is promised. Um, their view is very anxious. They don't um, accept the fact that a person could get busy, um, may not be overlooking them, but they start to get those thoughts 
and those fears around abandonment. Avoidant. Adults with this type of attachment often keep their distance from others. They often don't feel the need for human connection to survive or thrive. They are perfectly happy by themselves. And recently I was talking to a Vietnam veteran and he basically was telling me a little bit about his life story about serving in the Vietnam War. He was also telling me about his very, very brief marriage that lasted about six months. And he basically said that he prefers to to be alone. He is okay with just being by himself. He doesn't need other people um, to make him happy or feel satisfied. And that instead of seeking a relationship, he basically would rather be by himself. And so I thought about this avoidant um, personality because these people insist on maintaining their independence and they often isolate from others. So it's not the type of awareness where one is okay to be by themselves and okay to be with someone. They prefer actually the social isolation and they can shut down emotionally when they feel threatened or when they feel like a serious situation arises where it is hard for them to deal with. For example, like um, getting into an argument with a partner, they'd rather not deal with that. Or the threat of their relationship being discontinued, they'd rather not deal with that. And they can easily become emotionally distant. So if you have a partner who's emotionally distant, look for these signs, look for these um, behavioral factors, and it will let you know if they're an avoidant personality. Disorganized. People with this attachment style generally tend to avoid their feelings because they feel it is easy to get overwhelmed by them. They may suffer from unpredictable or abrupt mood swings and fear getting hurt by a romantic partner. These individuals are simultaneously drawn to a partner or potential partner, but fearful of getting too close. Surprisingly, this style is difficult to form and maintain meaningful healthy relationships with others. Fearful avoiding attachment is also known as disorganized attachment, and it is a very rare and not well-researched um, type of attachment style. But what we do know that is associated with a significant psychological and relational risk, including heightened sexual behavior, increased risk for violence in relationships, and difficulty regulating their emotions in general. People's attachment styles may also be influenced by other significant relationships throughout their lives. So what I want to say is though, even though things are, your attachment style is formed as an infant and continues to grow through your childhood and your adulthood, other significant relationships can develop or uh, cause your attachment style to change or basically what I'm saying is a person can have a secure attachment style but it can change because of betrayals because of being cheated on because of infidelity and it could lead to an actual insecure attachment and this is research proven so people often feel more secure with others based on their relationships they have formed with different individuals. 
So attachment styles may not always contribute or manifest as one way or another based on how your romantic partner acts. And once again, I want you to think about um, maybe when you were younger, you had a secure attachment style. But if you were a person who was cheated on and betrayed, you may have some reason to to sometimes feel um, insecure or doubtful about your ability to be in a relationship. And that's why um, I'm going to talk about some helpful tips about how you can improve your attachment styles. So the first one is to identify your relationship patterns, look at the people that you attract and start thinking about how you interacted with your parents. How did your parents act towards you when you were a child? How did you respond to your parents? To whom did you go for comfort when you had a problem? Were your parents nurturing or negligent? These are questions to ask yourself. Number two, work on being compassionate towards yourself. And I love talking about self-compassion because a lot of times people don't give themselves the credit they deserve, the love they deserve, the compassion that they deserve. So learn to embrace and value and love and care for yourself first. If you don't understand what self-love is because you were neglected or abused or dismissed as a child, you can start with self-tolerance and self-neutrality. Learn to affirm yourself. And this could look something like this. Um, telling yourself that I am a person who is valuable and I deserve to be loved. And don't, you know, force yourself um, to develop um affirmations that are not true but i believe that when we create affirmations and mantras it does help with your psyche it does help to improve the thoughts that you have about yourself and it also helps to create positive energy and you'll manifest something greater so number three is understand what your needs are in a relationship at the end of the day everyone wants the same thing to be loved, to feel secure, and to form a healthy relationship. However, this starts with self-awareness and setting boundaries. And I can't say this enough um, for my ladies because I primarily work with ladies and some gentlemen as well. You have to have boundaries. You have to know who you are. You have to be self-aware. Um, you have to learn how to express your emotions and your needs and your wants in a way that is protective and allows you to form secure attachments. And once again, boundaries are just so, so important. They're protective. And the last one is seek therapy. Do not be afraid to see a therapist to help you address your attachment style, to work on boundaries, to help you develop a sense of self-compassion, to help you understand how to both create boundaries and to help you not only create the boundaries, but attract and maintain secure attachments. Thank you so much for listening today.
The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find Connie Aikens on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net. And follow Connie on Instagram at Connie Aikens LPC. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.